You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to today's episode of Locked On Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day here every single Monday through Friday, five days a week, covering your New Orleans Saints. On today's episode, we continue our post-draft coverage going in-depth on each selection from multiple angles. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be taking a look at how each draft pick for the Saints impacts the team and players around them, including insight from analysts that know them best. Let's pick up today with Paulson Adebo. How does trading up for the Stanford corner affect the Saints' offseason plans moving forward? Should they still pursue a veteran cornerback as well? To help us better understand that, let's take a look first at the next phase of free agency as it gets underway to help kick off today's show. The compensatory period has come and gone, so we'll discuss what that means for the Saints, their options left on the market, and what they have the ability to preserve ahead of the 2022 NFL Draft. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, Deputy Brand Manager with CanalStreetChronicles.com, and your Tuesday co-host over at the National Locked On NFL Podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. family, as we get started with today's episode of Locked on Saints, we're going to talk a little bit about sort of the next phase of free agency. If you want to keep up to date with everything going on around the NFL under this sort of microscope as well, you can head over to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, our flagship show here, wherever you get your podcast once you're done here with Locked on Saints. So let's talk a little bit about what just happened, right? So we just moved into a new phase of NFL free agency in the NFL offseason. So at 4 p.m. Eastern time on Monday afternoon, the compensatory period ended. So that means that no longer do any signings, whether it's a team losing a player to another team or a team adding a player to theirs, no longer do any of those factor into the compensatory pick formula looking ahead to 2022. So remember, For the New Orleans Saints, this is really good news because they walked into the 2021 NFL draft with eight selections and we were shocked. We were shocked when they had seven, right? We were shocked when they actually walked in and had as many draft picks as teams start with by default because this team so often leverages future selections and things like that. Now, of course, there's still opportunities for them to do that, but they didn't do it during the NFL draft over the course of the last weekend, which was actually something I was a bit surprised by considering how much they were in line for when it comes to the 2022 NFL draft. So now, no matter what they do, they can go out there and they can sign players, they can give them big contracts, they can give them moderate contracts, all that. The contracts that guys like Sheldon Rankins and Trey Hendrickson have received elsewhere can no longer be nullified. So let's talk specifically first to sort of set the scene here about what this means for the Saints and what exactly they're protecting. So we'll start there. Right now, What they have going into the 2022 NFL season for sure are basically every selection first through seventh, except for a sixth round selection, which was taken from them as a part of their fine this past offseason, including a $700,000 fine as well. So there's a punishment there for protocols and, and all this other stuff. It's fine. The good news for the New Orleans Saints, though, is that otherwise they have every single selection. And on top of that, the other thing that they're guaranteed to have is an additional third round compensatory pick because of the hiring away of Terry Fontenot, who was hired, of course, to become the general manager 
of the Atlanta Falcons. So they got a third round pick in 2021 for that, and then they'll get another in 2022. So the Saints right now already set up to have seven different compens- or excuse me, seven different total picks that are guaranteed at this time. And then there are two compensatory selections that are estimated for the New Orleans Saints. This also comes from Over the Cap, who's looking at these as well and usually do a very good job at predicting these compensatory selections. A fourth round pick for Trey Hendrickson, who signed with the Cincinnati Bengals, and then a sixth round pick for Sheldon Rankins, who signed with the New York Jets. The Saints did end up negating one of their potential selections. They looked like they could have gotten a seventh round selection in addition with Justin Hardy having also signed away to the New York Jets, but then they signed Tano Passanio for basically the exact same amount of money. I mean, $2.3 million APY between both of them. So those end up canceling out one another. But the Saints, in terms of compensatory picks, still walking away with a third, fourth, and sixth at this time. Remember, the fourth and sixth are sort of estimated at the moment, but the third round one for Terry Fontenot is a guarantee. So seven picks guaranteed, first through seventh minus the sixth, they get the additional third, and they could potentially get an additional two more selections to get them up to nine total with the fourth and sixth from Hendrickson and Rankin. So this is good news for the Saints because now if they were to go and sign another player here over for the rest of the offseason, any point during the remainder of the offseason, it won't factor in no matter how much money they pay that player per year to their compensatory pick formula. This is basically what the Saints ended up doing with Jameis Winston last year. They had an agreement in place, but they ended up not actually signing the deal until after the compensatory pick formula. That actually happened so out in the open that the NFL was cons- was actually considering not giving them a comp- one of their compensatory picks because of that move. We also saw just this morning, the Baltimore Ravens do it with Alejandro Villanueva, who ended up signing with them, even though a contract had seemingly been in place for some time since the Orlando Brown trade. And then now he ends up on the team with the uh, with the, the Baltimore Ravens without costing them anything within their compensatory pick formula. So the Saints could look back to the market here for some veteran help at many positions, particularly over on the defensive side and at the wide receiver position. Who are some of those names that are out on the market that they could look at? We'll talk about that next as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, especially right now with baseball season in full swing, the NBA running into the playoffs. You've also got UFC and MMA action as well. It's a ton of fun to bet on boxing all over the summer. There's going to be a ton there and there's a bunch of uh, NFL draft props and futures that you can also go and bet on as well. So if you're feeling really good about any Saints rookies or any rookies that fell into good situations and you want to vote for Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, you can go and check that out over at betonline.ag. So don't sit on the sideline anymore. This is your chance to get in on the game as teams prepare for their runs to the playoffs in the NBA as well. So there's a ton to look at. Just head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And today's episode is also brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today, rings that are sure to bring joy to her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each 
produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for an engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced. So give her something that is truly meaningful. I checked these out. They're actually blown away by how beautiful and simple some of the rings are, especially one of them by Lola Finhurst. She includes some symbolism in there as a black designer. Really, really cool stuff. So go and check them out, especially if you're in the hunt for the perfect unique ring that she's going to treasure forever. You're definitely going to want to go and hit up BlueNile.com. These rings won't be around for long, though, so find them now by searching 10 by 10 at BlueNile.com. Right, Nation. Let's continue on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. We're taking a look at some available free agents that are still out there now that the compensatory pick formula has uh, kind of come and gone, or the period for the compensatory pick formula has come and gone. The Saints are kind of free to go out there and sign players as they wish without it factoring into future draft selections. Now, of course, they need to make some money because they ain't got a lot of it right now. So they'll have to do some things like extending guys, potentially like Ryan Ramchek, Marcus Williams. Those two seem to be very likely. We'll see what goes on with uh, Marshawn Lattimore, but certainly he's an option as well. But once the Saints are able to clear a little bit of cash if they want to make those extensions, and certainly those extensions would also give them the space that they need for uh, signing their draft class, which isn't really going to cost that much money. Like, Let's not overreact about draft class signing money. That does not cost a lot at all because as you sign those players, you push other players out of the top 51 and then you end up making money in different ways anyway, but they'll still need to figure something out in order to fill out the rest of their roster. They sit right now with a roster of 79 out of 90, so they're still looking to fill just a little bit over 10 spots uh, on the roster before getting into training camp, so free agency is an easy way to go about it. And of course, they can always sign guys to veteran minimums that barely count against the salary cap and come in well under, things like that as well. And right now, all of the big contracts are done. I don't think you're gonna see any big old, like, you know, $10 million per year type deal. Certainly you won't see them from New Orleans as far as I'm concerned, but you will have to see, or we will see some of these veteran players have to take cheaper one-year deals to get back out on the football field for the 2021 season and then hope to be able to re-up and then make some money in 2022. That's just kind of where we are at this point in the offseason with the sunken salary cap all across the NFL. So let's start off with the position that seems most likely for the New Orleans Saints coming into the draft, coming out of the draft even. And we'll talk a little bit more in depth about that here in just a moment when we get to Paulson Adebo. But if you believe that the Saints should still target a cornerback in free agency, there are still some good options on the board. Casey Hayward, former Los Angeles Chargers corner. He was released earlier on in the offseason. He's somebody that plays a ton of man-to-man, is very physical, veteran presence, all that. He checks all the boxes. You could look at Richard Sherman, who the Saints have been interested in already, reportedly. And Richard Sherman himself com- uh, confirmed that, that the Saints, as well as a few other team teams, had been in contact with him. Now, he didn't seem very happy once Paulson Adebo was uh, traded up for and drafted by the New Orleans Saints. But hey, maybe that was just an immediate reaction. And Chris Richard can kind of talk him off the ledge there and say, no, 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 we want you in New Orleans because he's not going to be ready day one or whatever. And they could potentially end up bringing him to New Orleans. So Richard Sherman's a name to watch. Steven Nelson, the corner out of the Pittsburgh Steelers, played 88.1% of defensive snaps last year. 
only 28 years old. So he's not somebody that's in his 30s, like we're talking about with Casey Hayward and Richard Sherman that are on a little bit of the quote unquote older side. I say is 31 myself, uh, but Steven Nelson could be a good option for the New Orleans Saints as another physical man to man style corner who comes from a defense that plays a similar play some similar schemes to what the Saints also do over in Pittsburgh. And then one other name that I'll throw out there, played 64.1% of snaps last season with the Kansas City Chiefs, did suffer an injury, missed some time, but Brashad Breland, I think he would be a great fit with the New Orleans Saints. He's also played in the NFC South before, so he understands the competition around the NFC South. And you know what? Hell, let's throw one more name in there just because he's a Buckeye and they've been tied to him before and potentially it ends up happening now, Gary and Conley could also be an option out of the uh, Houston Texans who did not really play at all last season, but is a young, talented uh, corner if he can land in the right situation. The Saints also have a couple of their own free agents still out on the market at the cornerback position. Johnson Batamosi, who's a key special teamer for them. Ken Crawley, who was mostly a key special teamer, but also hit the field a couple of times last season on defense. And if it it seems that if the Saints were going to resign those players, though, considering they don't factor into the compensatory pick formula, that they would have done that already. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look at another popular position that fans want the Saints to address. That's the wide receiver position. You can look at guys like Golden Tate. Uh, you can look at Danny Amendola, who's coming out of the Lions. I don't know if that's really a great fit, but he could be somebody to to keep an eye out on. Uh, I would look at Demir Bird from the Patriots, who has a little bit of deep threat ability, as well as Marquise Lee, who played with the Patriots last year. I really like Marquise Lee from his days in Jacksonville. He deals with some big time injury concerns, however, so we'll see how that factors in. But that could end up pushing him towards that veteran veteran minimum salary as opposed to something above that. And then a couple of options that are still out there that are former Saints, Benny Fowler, uh, and Austin Carr. I mean, again, if, if the Saints were going to sign them, it feels like they would have already, but we've always seen the Saints go back to former teammates uh, late in the free agency period. So maybe they continue that trend. And we'll look at two more positions here because I have one that I feel like they very much need to address over on the defensive side. And another one that I wouldn't be surprised to see them address over on the offensive side. So to start with the defense here, you can look at interior defensive line, penetrating three tech type pass rusher interior guys that could potentially have some value for the Saints. You have to go the veteran route if that's who you want, though. You got to go with these guys that are 32-33, Geno Atkins, Jarrell Casey, Kawan Short, Tyrone Crawford. It would be those players that you would have to keep an eye out on for the Saints there. And then over on the offensive side, honestly, y'all, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Saints look at running back some more this offseason. Just hearing Latavius Murray's name being attached to the trade talks, I was actually kind of surprised they didn't come out of the draft with a running back. I wouldn't be surprised at this point to see them maybe look for another option to just bring in and fold into the uh, to, to fold into the mix in the running back room. Now they did sign uh, Stevie Scott, a an undrafted free agent. I know I'm not going to expect an undrafted free agent to really push there, but right now the running back room is made up of Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, uh, Ty Montgomery, Tony Fields, and then the undrafted free agent Stevie Scott. But I wouldn't be surprised to see them maybe add another veteran here, a TJ Yeldon, Deion Lewis, somebody that can do a little bit of everything that might be able to come in at cheaper than Latavius Murray, giving them the option, of course, to trade Latavius Murray or cut Latavius Murray to save some money. As of right now, though, Latavius Murray is still on the roster. I want him to stay on the roster. 
but I wouldn't be surprised to see the Saints at least explore some options as an opportunity to save a little bit of money. I should also mention that Dwayne Washington, of course, also on the roster as well, a key special teamer for the Saints. So those are some positions and names out on the market that I wouldn't be surprised to see the Saints at least show some interest in as they continue to fill out their training camp roster. Obviously, they'll dig very deep and they'll find the perfect fits for what they need in camp. Some will be camp signings. Some will be players that could potentially push for roster spots. And depending upon how important they feel the cornerback position is to continue to address, they might even go after a starter at that position. We'll talk about whether or not we believe that that's necessary with the draft pick of Paulson Adebo in the bag. We'll talk about that coming up next year as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And don't forget to go and check out our friends over at rockauto.com. You have a need, you have a want. Doesn't matter. They've got you covered over at rockauto.com for anything that you need for your car, truck, or vehicle, whatever it is that you drive. If it's a Dodge or a Daewoo, if it's a Ford or a Fiat, they have you covered. And the best part about rockauto.com is that no matter what piece you're looking for, part you're looking for, anything like that, you're going to pay the same amount as everybody else that pays for it. Unlike the brick and mortar chain stores who charge more to people that are do-it-yourselfers as opposed to the professionals out there that are doing it that might be buying it for shops or buying it for a specific repair, things like that. No, you're paying the same price as the guy that checked out right before you and the person that's checking out right after you. They're going to have you covered there. So go and hit them up, rockauto.com, put in the make, model, year of the vehicle, and whatever part you're looking for, you're going to get a ton of options at a fraction of the price of that brick and mortar store. And again, you're going to pay the same amount as everybody else. So go and check them out. And on your way out of there, right at the below the shipping information as you're checking out, make sure you write locked on in the how'd you hear about a section so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get it. Houdat Nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a quick look at Paulson Adebo, the Saints third round selection, number 76 overall, trading up to get the corner out of Stanford. Six foot one, about 198 pounds, 10 inch hands. Guy's got huge hands. Former wide receiver converted to cornerback. Very smart player. You've heard me rant and rave about the guy. If you found the show before the draft, if you didn't find the show until during or after the draft, first of all, thanks for being here. Appreciate you coming through and helping to grow the family. Uh, look, Paulson Adebo is an incredibly talented player that I'm very high on, but is he going to be ready for week one? Well, that remains to be seen, right? Because he did opt out of the 2020 NFL season. And so with his opt out there, you get a little bit concerned about rust and, you know, do you throw him immediately into NFL speed? This is a bit of a unique situation for teams having to deal with something like this outside of players who were drafted because of injury, keeping them out this season, you know, their senior season or something like that. This is a little bit unique. How are teams going to manage these players that opted out and haven't seen on-field action at full speed since the 2019 college season? So with that consideration, you have to wonder if the Saints are indeed still going to be interested in going after you know a veteran cornerback in the free agency market. Even if you look at Paul Sinadibo's 2018 and 2019, though, there are some really promising pieces there. Uh, We can give a quick shout out to at PFF underscore Saints, PFF Saints on Twitter, who do all the PFF grades for a specific focus on the New Orleans Saints. Uh, 91.1 overall grade, 92 coverage grade, 73 catches allowed on 129 targets. 
That's a 56.6% completion percentage allowed. That's not bad at all, particularly over the course of two seasons. On those 129 targets, he allowed only five touchdowns, eight interceptions, 24 pass breakups, and then also had a 63.8 passer rating allowed. He also had 30 plus passes defended as well, which include times to where either he hit somebody as they caught the ball to break up the pass or in, you know, it infringed in some way upon the receiver's ability to catch the ball that didn't include physically knocking the ball away, which would then be considered a pass breakup. So all the ball skills are there. The talent is there. It's just how quickly can he step in back onto the field and step into a starting role particularly with an NFL team when he hasn't seen the field since 2019. So that's why I think the Saints should still invest at the cornerback position with the veteran here over the offseason, especially with the compensatory pick formula stuff all out of the way now and not being as much of a concern. And this late in free agency, every move is going to be low risk, right? Even signing a guy like Richard Sherman should be fairly cheap because the market's just not going to be there. Steven Nelson, the market's not going to be there. Because these guys are still on the board after teams have exhausted most of the money that they have and have an ability here now to go out and bargain shop. Every team is going to be doing it. The New Orleans Saints should be at the very top of that list. So I do think that Richard Sherman, even though he didn't seem very pleased with the Saints trading up to draft Paulson Adebo, saying on his Twitch stream that apparently they don't need your BOY, it doesn't matter, honestly. I mean, look, Richard Sherman was probably going to get a one-year deal in the first place. It doesn't seem like it would be a multi-year deal coming coming for the New Orleans Saints, or at least I don't see that reality at this moment. But it doesn't matter. If you sign Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman's going to start. Like Paulson Adebo, as good as I believe he is, should not infringe upon the Saints' ability to go out and grab a veteran and start a veteran day one. And then you have a very, very good corner to groom for your future and potentially end up taking over at some point during the regular season. Yes, that can happen, whether it be because of injury or otherwise. It might just get to a point to where it's hard to keep Paulson Adebo on the field and for or off the field. And for that, and, and for that matter, for the Saints, there is a little bit of low risk here still involved in that these contracts are going to be, should be at this point, so manageable that even if Paulson Adebo goes out there and wins that starting left cornerback, cornerback two position, for your defense during camp, and you have to cut ties with the veteran that you signed, that should be a minor loss, honestly, in terms of the monetary value that you put forth for that. The return on investment should be high because the investment should be very low. And the other thing that New Orleans needs to keep in mind is that no one knows exactly what's going to happen with Marshawn Lattimore here. Even if the you know charges that he's faced with here over the offseason with the possession of a stolen firearm charges, even if those get knocked down to failure to disclose, you know, that he's carrying a weapon, the NFL still has the ability to sort of conduct its own evaluation of the code of uh, against the code of conduct. And even if Marshawn Lattimore doesn't face anything serious in terms of the legality, in terms of civilian life, he could still very much be suspended by the NFL for violating the code of conduct policy, no matter what actually happens in the court of the law. Those two courts, quote unquote, are completely separate from one another. So Marshawn Lattimore could not be available at the beginning of the season for all New Orleans knows. And so if you have a guy like Richard Sherman on one side, and then you're having to you know, lose Marshawn Lattimore, and you're having to substitute that with you know, PJ Williams or Patrick Robinson, maybe you're a little bit more comfortable instead of going with Sherman 
and PJ Williams or Patrick Robinson, maybe you're more comfortable with Richard Sherman and Paul Sanadibo, who were like almost the exact same player after a certain point if you collide their careers at their, you know, at their their intersection of coming into the NFL. So this could be a very good move for the New Orleans Saints, no matter what, to still go out there and address the veteran cornerback position because no matter what, Paulson Adebo may not have a choice. He might have to start week one, one way or another. And in that case, you want that other veteran cornerback to have a presence along with Paulson Adebo. And then if you're in a position to where you can groom Paulson a little bit, then great, get the veteran cornerback in that can certainly help you do that. So I very much expect the Saints to remain active in the cornerback market in free agency, as well as some of those other positions that we talked about. Wouldn't be surprised to see them add a running back. Wouldn't be surprised to see them add an interior defensive lineman, a wide receiver. They have more than 10 spots left to fill on this 90-man roster. They'll have to make some moves in order to do it to save some money because right now they're sitting at just above $200,000 in salary cap space, according to Over the Cap. So whether that means building your team for the future and extending guys like Marcus Williams or Ryan Ramchek, or it means potentially cutting ties with some players that are still making a good chunk of change like Latavius Murray and Patrick Robinson, regardless, they'll have to figure something out in terms of making that money. But who are we kidding? We're talking about Mickey Loomis here. We're talking about Kai Harley here. We're talking about Sean Payton here. They will do what's necessary to build a team that's going to be competitive here in 2021 and hitting back on the market here now that the compensatory pick formula period is over is a key opportunity for them to do that. I also wouldn't be surprised to see them active in the trade market leading up to or potentially after camp as well. And don't forget, there's still another opportunity to dip in the free agency after the third preseason game when teams make all of their cuts. So a ton of opportunities for the Saints to still build their 90 and then eventually 53-man roster here before the 2021 season kicks off. All right, y'all, coming up on tomorrow's episode, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper on the day three selections, two of them starting off with Ian Book and then Landon Young. And we'll take a look as well at what else is going on around the NFL and particularly the NFC South. And then keep you up to date with everything else going on around your New Orleans Saints. If any big news breaks today, uh, we'll have you covered on the Wednesday episode, of course, of Locked on Saints. We continue on every Monday through Friday. Once again, y'all, this was uh, the biggest week. Uh, for Locked on Saints. So I thank you very much for being here, for helping to grow this family, for sharing, for liking, rating, reviewing, everything that you do. I really, really appreciate you. Don't forget, you can always reach out on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them and trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.